Phantomaniacs, welcome to the newest episode of the Needless Things Podcast, where we talk about toys, movies, music, and all manner of pop culture dorkery. I am your host, Dave, and I gotta say, I'm feeling a lot better. I'm still not a hundred percent, but I'm I'm back to like normal functionality. Uh feeling pretty good. So this week's episode uh, had a different plan initially. Because, uh, which will still be happening in a couple of weeks here, but I had to change course because last week's episode, if you remember, was me talking to Mike Gordon about uh, sort of the history of Star Trek toys. Not massive detail, but our memories of it, highlights of Star Trek toys over the years, and a little bit of speculation about Playmates toys relaunching their Star Trek toy license. And... That happened on Monday. Playmates made, uh, on Instagram, revealed the first wave of figures, vehicles, and roleplay items. And they went up for pre-order on Entertainment Earth. Uh, and then after Mike and I talked, they went up for pre-order on BigBadToyStore.com, which I'll talk about in a little bit in a second. Uh, but, so I got on with Mike, because there was enough that I felt like, you know what, we need to sit down, we need to talk about what this is. Uh, and just do maybe like a mini cast. I haven't done one of those in, I don't even know how long. It's probably been a couple of years now just because when the pandemic happened, it threw everything off and there just wasn't the necessity for those mini cast episodes like there was before. Uh, and what ended up happening is we had enough to talk about to do a full episode. So now this week's episode is myself and Mike Gordon uh, essentially reviewing and detailing the Star Trek universe line from Playmates Toys. We get really in-depth about what it is, what they've done, what we expect, what we think of everything that's been offered. Uh, and I will say they are now available for pre-order on BigBadToyStore.com, which is my my personal favorite. Nothing against Entertainment Earth, uh, but just Big Bad in general tends to work a little bit better for me. But they are a little bit more expensive on Big Bad. So you can pre-order from Entertainment Earth and pay their what I find to be very expensive shipping when the time comes, or you can pay a little bit more for the actual figures or whatever from Big Bad uh, and get their flat rate $4 shipping when the time comes. And that's what I opted to do because I'm not ordering the whole entire line, but you'll have to wait until my conversation with Mike to find out what I'm definitely getting. So there you go. Uh, That's a little bit about what's going on this week. A few other things that are going on this week check out the Needless Things YouTube channel. Uh, On Monday, I reviewed from McFarlane Toys their gold label Year 2 Batman, which is a Batman figure based on a Todd McFarlane Batman design. It's a very impressive figure. Uh, There are a couple little things I wasn't crazy about, but go watch the video and you'll see what I'm talking about. On Wednesday, because Wednesday is Boba Fett Day, (laughs) except, oh gosh, How spoilery can I get? Well, by the time you're hearing this, that episode will have been out for three days, basically. So, you know what? If spoilers for the newest episode of Boba Fett, kind of. uh, So, I put the uh, new Black Series Boba Fett review up on Wednesday, because Wednesday is Book of Boba Fett. It's Boba Fett Day. Uh, And, of course, this week's episode, no Boba Fett. 
But whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh, it's up on the Needless Things YouTube channel. You can t- check out uh, the figure as he appeared at the end of The Mandalorian. Or I guess not even... A th- yeah. No, no, no. When he first showed up on The Mandalorian. Because he does get his armor uh, at the end of The Mandalorian. So this is his look when we first see him again. Uh, and then a surprise review went up on Thursday of... That was my pathetic drum roll. Uh, the G.I. Joe Classified Series Bat. Wow. Uh, I, this is one of my most anticipated figures in a while. Uh, although there are some even more anticipated that I'll talk about in a minute. Uh, but I had a great time reviewing this figure. Uh, there, there were some weird... I don't know what happened with the audio. Uh, it... At the end... It was off by a couple of seconds, like over the course of the video, and I don't know exactly where it happened. Uh, so it cut off the last couple seconds of the video where I do my sort of sign-off type thing, but it worked. It still works. Like, it's still very watchable and makes sense. And then there are a couple of little, like, staticky, blurpy noises that, that happen. I, I don't know what the deal is. I've never had trouble uh, with, with... I mean, I've only had this phone for a... a few months now, but I've never had any trouble with the audio or with the Bluetooth headset or anything like that. It was just a a freak occurrence. And I think the next review I do, well, actually this just occurred to me to do this. Uh, The next review I do is going to be for the Secret Service Snake Eyes reaction figure from Super 7, a super weird figure uh, that you're going to want to check out on the Needless Things YouTube channel. So I'm going to, and that'll be a shorter review. So I'm going to kind of test out and make sure everything works the way it's supposed to work. And I don't need to make some kind of nightmarish adjustment to the technology I'm using to make these toy reviews. But anyway, uh, Needless Things YouTube channel, go check it out. And I also want to put over uh, One Per Case on Instagram. That's Jay's Armory. They make custom accessories. And I ordered from them on Etsy a clear chest plate to go with that bat because it does not come with a clear chest plate. It has a black one and then a black battle damaged one. And, you know, those are cool but I gotta have, I gotta be able to see all that stuff in the bat's chest. So I ordered a five pack of those, and I love it. It's great. So I just want to put them over real quick. That's Jay's Armory, uh, or one per case on Instagram. Go check them out. Uh, Mad Balls. Speaking of highly anticipated figures, I have been talking about Premium DNA's Mad Balls figures for two years now. I think I pre-ordered them. And was a little nervous about it because the pre-order was going through Megalopolis Toys, who has a terrible reputation. I don't even know, do they even exist anymore? Let me let me do a little uh, Google here and see if this place even exists. They had such a bad reputation. Uh, yeah, they're they're still still there online. Shop now, Megalopolis store. Oh well, no, it looks like they kind of don't exist anymore. Because all they have are a bunch of Megalopolis Toys t-shirts and apparel. Uh, so anyway, Megalopolis Toys was a an extremely shady, untrustworthy, bad toy retailer. And they partnered with some creatives to launch several different action figure lines, uh, updates of 80s toy lines. And these Mad Balls figures that are... It's a full figure. It's not just a Mad Ball. It's got a body 
fully articulated, incredible detailing, incredible paint. They look amazing. Uh, they are not here yet. They should arrive today within the next three hours, and hopefully they will be my reviews next week on the Needless Things YouTube channel. Uh, but now Premium DNA has taken over from Megalopolis, I don't think has anything to do with this anymore, except they handled the fulfillment of the pre-orders from the Mad Balls. Now Premium DNA is running not only these Mad Balls, but also Barnyard Commandos, Earthworm Gem, Battletoads. Uh, I'm pulling up their website now. There is a Mad Balls versus Garbage Pail Kids figure line launching Saturday, the 29th. Uh, this is really wild. I'll get to it in a second. But for right now, I just want to finish up with their licenses that they've got. So, okay. So that looks like about it right now is the Barnyard Commandos, uh, the Battletoads. And they had several other licenses, but they're not active now because I think that Premium DNA is very interested in, let's get everything back on track. Let's uh, build our customers' faith in what we're doing, then we'll continue forward with the other licenses we have. And I, I, I know Earthworm Jim was one of them. Uh, I cannot remember. There were a couple more. But, but you know, we'll know once they're ready to make some announcements and stuff. But the point is, they're delivering the Mad Balls. They're on their way. It's been a frustrating process, but they're on their way. Uh, I ordered the... Hornhead Monster Edition, which is the Hornhead figure from the first wave of Mad Balls, but it is painted in My Pet Monster colors. Uh, it looks fantastic, and I was like, you know what? This is in stock. I'm going to order it now. They haven't shipped it yet. It's been, it hasn't been a week quite yet, but I, I'm really trying to give these guys the benefit of the doubt because these figures look incredible. They are on the way. Uh, so I, I've, I've got nothing but the best wishes for these guys and I hope that everything that they do is a success because they're into the stuff that I'm into and they seem to be really into making quality toys of the stuff that I'm into so of course I want that to succeed so like I said those mad balls should be here or mad balls figures should be here today uh, I will get them reviewed today or Sunday or today and Sunday and then they'll go up next when uh, Monday through Thursday so it'll be another because normally on the Needless Things YouTube channel Monday and Wednesday are review days but sometimes when I have like a full wave of something you'll get Monday through Thursday and that'll be the case next week with these Mad Balls figures so tune in for that uh, I also want to mention speaking of independent toy companies uh, there is a company called Ramen Toy and They've got a little bit of a checkered past themselves. I don't like to get too much into the drama side of the toy business if I haven't been involved personally, because with the Mad Balls, I pre-ordered from day one and have been dealing with those frustrations the whole time. So that if that affected me, I can speak to that from personal experience. Uh, Ramen Toys offer a series of figures called 80s Commanders that are based off of the Centurions line from the 80s. They have, they've already produced and sent out the first wave. People have them. Apparently, they're great. And then they offered a second wave that looks much more like the original Centurion's action figures. Like, basically exactly like, but with 
you know, they, they've got more articulation, they, but they look phenomenal. And that first wave, the colors were a little off. The head sculpts didn't look just like the original figures. Uh, they, they were clearly inspired by Centurions, but didn't really feel like, oh, these are updated versions. Whereas this second wave, these look like updated modern versions of the Centurions. And I'm so tempted to order these things, but I'm really trying to to narrow, and I say this at the beginning of every single year, I'm trying to narrow down what I collect because there's just too much. Uh, but anyway, so Ramen Toys, apparently a lot of people who got in on those first 80s commanders were a little bit upset that they were producing another wave that was better, uh, and the person who runs the company didn't handle it the best. And I saw this interaction on Facebook, and, and that was one of the things that made me nervous about this whole thing. Uh, is the way that they were offering these originally. Like, you had to order through email, which seemed really shady to me. But now they actually have a website, ramentoy.com, uh, and, and you can go, and I'm clicking right now on the 80s Commanders. It's a normal, you can buy with PayPal, so you'll have your buyer protection. Uh, I, I shouldn't have clicked on that, because now I'm double-tempted. Uh, and then also, this is very interesting, I, I think they are working directly with Super 7, uh, Christian actually told me a little bit. Christian from Audible Interlude, a G.I. Joe podcast, which is available the first Friday of every month, wherever you get your podcast. Uh, Christian said that Super 7 has kind of sort of licensed the, or shared their Silverhawks license, and Ramen Toys is producing a licensed Quicksilver figure that is very different from the Ultimates figure that Super 7 is producing. This one is basically... It, it's a modern action figure of, of Quicksilver from Silverhawks. Like, it's not like the Ultimates where it's trying to look like the cartoon. It's saying, if Silverhawks was a current property, this is what the toy would look like, if that makes sense. Uh, and I mean, it looks fantastic. It's 65 bucks, which is a little pricey, but again, you've got to think just like... Uh, you know, just like with Super 7 stuff, it's a smaller run of product, and particularly in the case of Ramen Toy, a much smaller company. So, I don't know. I am not a big enough Silverhawks fan to have bought any of the, the Silverhawks stuff that, that's coming out. Uh, but, it, but it is something to take a look at and be interested in. Uh, and this guy will be available April of 2022. Uh, and the 80s Commanders also, April 2022 is the date on these. And they're boy, I'm back on the page and I, I'm just so tempted, but, uh, get away from me, 80s commanders. Uh, at my next note, it's funny, my next note for my intro is Star Trek Universe, which obviously ended up being the whole episode, so I don't need to follow up on that. Uh, and then finally, the last thing that I wanted to talk about is Mezco, out of nowhere yesterday, put up a pre-order for a new Conan figure. Now, if, if you followed along at home, you know that the first 112 Collective Conan faced... I, I don't know exactly what happened. I do know that I pre-ordered it way back when. Uh, so I had one. It came in, and the few people that were receiving these were putting up pictures, and people were going bonkers. And there were sales on eBay. Now, there were some sales for like $480. I think those were fake sales, because eBay is just a cesspool of of inflated bids, fake buyers, people just uh, like 
creating fake accounts to drive prices up. So when you go look at the sold prices, they look really, really high. Uh, but there were, it looked to me like that Conan was legit selling at around 265. And I say that because that's what I sold mine for. I, I'm a huge fan of Conan. Uh, I like the movies. I have actually read the books. I've re- I've got a ton of the comics. Uh, I've got Conan statues. I've, I've got a big, crazy Conan poster. I like Conan. However, I did not pay $265 for that figure. And to be able to flip it that quickly uh, and get that kind of profit on it and to feel fairly certain that Mezco was going to be producing another Conan at some point, I said, you know what? I'm just going to make a little money right now. So I did. And I think, if I'm remembering correctly, that might have gone towards the Thunder Tank. If those two things happened right around the same time, I think that's a possibility. Uh, Because to get Super 7's Thunder Tank, my deal with myself was I have to sell enough stuff to pay for the Thunder Tank. None of this is going to come out of pocket. But if I'm willing to, to part with enough things to pay for the Thunder Tank, I'll get it. And I did. Uh... So anyway, there's a new Conan. I was right. And it is incredible. This is Conan the Conqueror. And it comes with about as many accessories as you've ever seen with a 112 collective figure. Uh, It's got two different loincloths, three different belts, three different heads, two different cloaks, tons of weapons, gorgeous figure. I imagine it's using pretty much the same body as the first one, which is fine. I don't care because... uh, you know, this honestly, this one looks a little more scarred up than the first one. I don't know that this is the same body. Uh, come on, next picture. Okay, uh, tons of weapons, like two different swords, a dagger, a, an axe, two flails, a shield. Uh, what are the earrings, maybe? or I don't even know what these are. So much stuff, it's insane. Uh, wrist wraps, two different necklaces, two different loincloths, one furry and one leathery, uh, big furry cloak, and then a, a hooded shroud. Just crazy. So uh, I ordered it. And the pre-order, if you are listening to this the day it dropped, and I certainly hope you would be, if you're listening to this the day it dropped, uh, the 28th of January, you have, I believe, until midnight tonight. It is currently an open pre-order. Uh and this is supposed to ship between August and October of 2022. Now, obviously, we need a heaping spoonful of salt to go along with that ship date. You know how it is. The pandemic is still affecting things. Shipping is still insane. Nothing is arriving when it's supposed to be. It's all crazy. Do you, know, do you guys know what I saw yesterday in Walmart? Yesterday in Walmart, they had the turkey-shaped turkey nuggets, the frozen turkey nuggets that people were looking for around Thanksgiving, they were in the freezer at Walmart. That's That, that shit should have been there over two months ago. And Walmart just now is getting the turkey nuggets. And then there was also there was another Thanksgiving item right beside it in one of the like end cap coolers. So that's how messed up shipping is, you guys. Turkey nuggets are two months late. I, why didn't I take a picture of this and post it? I was in a hurry. I didn't have time for social media, which is probably one of the reasons why Needless Things is not bigger than it is. Sometimes I just don't have time. Most times I don't have time uh, for, for things like that that would launch me into the internet stratosphere. So anyway, uh, that I think that's about all I've got for an intro this week. Like I said, I'm feeling a whole lot better. Uh, next week, we will have the return 
of love songs. I don't know what I'm calling the episode yet, but our music crew is getting back together and we're going to give you the second edition of the Needless Things Valentine's Playlist, whatever that may be. Uh, The week after that should be the return of the Needless Commentary. Unfortunately, it will still be Swayzuary. And then the week after that, if the schedule holds up, uh, Clown is Down will be returning to the show. That was actually supposed to be recorded this week, and then th- lots of things came together to move things around. Uh, this this is this year. Well, really, the last year, but but this year is is a constantly shifting uh, schedule for needless things. But that's okay because we uh, we keep it tight around here. You guys, uh, thank you for for hanging in there for being part of the show join the needless things podcast facebook group where you can follow along and i'll do some more polls real really soon now that i'm feeling better uh, and i understand you're thinking to yourself really you're sick and you can't do a poll on facebook yes that's correct i just don't have it in me i just don't or i'm or i'm too mad at myself for not taking a picture of turkey nuggets that kind of self-loathing just prevents you from doing anything so anyway uh, i'm gonna go upstairs see if my mad balls are here yet uh while i do that you guys grab yourself a nice glass of Romulan Ale and enjoy Mike and I breaking down the brand new Star Trek Universe line from Playmates Toys. All right, we got to get right down to it. Mike Gordon, welcome back. Howdy. I'm glad to be back. Long so, time no see. Yeah, right? right? <laughs> well, we're going to be seeing a lot of each other because we've got, uh, you're going to be our special guest on a little something coming up soon here as well. Very nice. I'm excited. Um, so, and I, you know, I didn't even realize when I asked you that you watched the last, well, I guess it wasn't the last one, two years ago, I think. Uh, the Swayzeuary movie. Uh, I Red did Dawn. See, I did see Red Dawn with you guys. Yeah, that so was that was a blast. So this this is a nice little follow up, but yeah, but that's not what we're following up tonight. Tonight, not, tonight, tonight, we're following up last week's episode. Which, by the way, I didn't even plan that. Like I knew that Playmates would be announcing that. Yeah, you know, we talked about it. They'd be announcing their new Star Trek line soonish. I had no idea it was going to be literally two days after that episode dropped. It just worked out perfectly. Uh, And that's why we're back here tonight, because uh, on Monday, the 24th, Playmates officially announced their Star Trek universe line, uh, which in some ways is what we expected. And in other ways, is not anything that we discussed when I sent you those pictures, when you saw them for the first time, what was your initial reaction? Um, I, well, yeah. Cause I hadn't, when you sent me the pictures, I hadn't seen or heard anything yet. Uh, so I didn't know. Uh, I didn't know that the news had broke yet. So I knew it was coming, but, uh, and so, yeah. Um, the first thing I saw, of course, I think because it was their first picture was Khan, and I was like, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, you know, looking at these, 
images. Um, you know, the 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 selection of figures that they're doing makes sense as far as Kirk, Spock, Picard, uh, Data, um, Khan, you know, and then two from, I guess, Discovery. And Riker. Uh, oh, yes, Riker. Don't forget number one. Uh, well, and for the listeners, the as of this recording, these are available for pre-order from entertainmentearth.com and nowhere else that I've seen yet. You can rest assured Big Bad Toy Store, which is my personal favorite, will probably have them. Dorkside might have them there. Uh, they are going to be available from online retailers in July and kind of in stores and everywhere else in the fall. So as of right now, if you want to absolutely positively guarantee yourself a set of these figures, entertainmentearth.com is the place to go. So let's talk about the figures. And, and also if you want to see the best pictures of them, because Entertainment Earth's figure, uh, pictures are a little bit better than what Playmates released. You can see the, the details and the portraits a, a little better, I think. They've got yeah, close-up shots you can alternate to. Uh, and, and the likenesses are, you know, they're not photorealistic. This is not the Black Series, which is kind of what I think we both, I don't know that we assumed that, but we were kind of thinking, surely that's what they're going to do. But instead of that, they are essentially doing a modernized version of the original Playmate Star Trek line. Yeah, I mean, these are not compatible. These figures are not compatible with their previous large line of figures, uh, which were what we said four. Well, no, these are. I thought these are five inches. No, well, th that's it's they're the same scale as that line. I thought those that those the... lines, the, those figures are just shy of five inches. Gotcha. Because um, the thing that I was looking at, yeah, I I was under the impression that they weren't the same. No, they are now stylistically they're not. They have elbow joints, knee joints. Uh, it's actually been a little bit difficult to tell how are like the ankles look like they're articulated. They have better hip joints, but as far as the size goes, these are the same as as that first line. Okay, because the thing I saw said that uh, these are one and one fourteenth scale, and the original Playmates were one sixteen, one and one sixteen. Well, I, I think so. They're slightly off. Scale is a right. really tough thing, and until we have these, <laughs> in, because there are so many. First of all, so many action figure lines claim to be six inch scale. Six inches is not a scale. It is, it is a height. Right. A scale is one twelfth, and there's so many lines that claim to be one twelfth scale. There is one action figure line that is truly one twelfth scale, and that's Mezco's one twelfth collective. But then you also have like these six ish inch figures, like Marvel Legends, Star Wars Black Series, which by the way are not the same size. Those two are not compatible with one another because Marvel Legends are larger than mm. Star Wars Black Series. Um, and we may have that kind of difference between these figures in the original playmates, but uh, kind of the point is this is a scale that's unique and doesn't go with anything else that's out there. That, yeah, that's the point though. These are not, yes. Yeah, so, sorry. That, yeah, that's what, uh, regardless of, of exactly what, you know, scale they are, they're not the same scale as the classic playmates. Uh, we'll call them, I guess, for simplistic. First well, I don't know. We'll, we won't know that for sure until they're in hand. I still think they're going to end up being that size. 
Um, but even as you say, if the size is the same, these don't look like those. Figures. Right. And that's the, the profile of them. They're not going to stand on the shelf together, at least not in my collection, because I, I can't even put like DC universe classics with DC direct figures. I can't mm. do it because they're so aesthetically different to my eyes. So these, and, and you know what? As much as I would have liked for these to be able to just stand next to like black series figures, this is this is my Star Trek collection. I don't need it to go with anything else because it's they're going to be on their own shelves. I, um, I will admit that I was looking forward to having a six inch con next to my six inch Thrawn. Like I just <laughs> thought that would be you know, that would be pretty badass. But it looks like Thrawn is going to like you know like have a have a have a have a few centimeters on him. Well, here's here's <laughs> another thing to consider though. This is the kickoff of Playmates New Year's with the Star Trek license. Right now, if you walk into a store, you can find three different Masters of the Universe action figure lines in different scales. So there's nothing stopping Playmates from after they do these for six months, a year, whatever, launching a more photorealistic collector-friendly line. It, 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 it's it's kind of crazy as far it as is. as far as the the you know i don't Heck, know if mike get... uh, real, just for another example yeah. real quick there are currently you can walk into a store and there are th into a target well no target doesn't carry the uh, retro but there are three different sizes of gi joe figures there are three different styles of star wars figures they're the retros there's vintage collection there's black series and that's not even counting all of the like, you know, hot toys and all that kind of business. Sure, sure, sure. No, I get I get it. And it, you know, it is it's one of those things that's, you know, kind of just one of those things. It depends on your point of view. Like you said, if you want to just put all your Star Wars, uh, Star Trek figures together from this line and, and display them, that looks fine. If you want to mix and match with other lines, then, yeah, it's not going to work as well. And and that's regardless of any toy line. Um, so, right, right. So, um, but looking at these figures, I mean, you said like, okay, so maybe they'll come up with something a little bit bigger. That's a little bit more for mo more photorealistic. I will say just because the first thing I looked at was the con figure. Yeah. And I'm telling you, that is damn good. It's, uh, it's, it's beautiful. A, it's a great sculpt. The face is 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 con is ricardo montalban's con it well forget the, the face the pecs the pecs like the <laughs> the, the broken uh, federation insignia like that it is just really like looking at the the top half of this figure i i couldn't be happier i mean this looks like a great con figure and and for the bottom half like for the listeners when you see these pictures <laughs> i think they just have him standing a little funny yeah, the bottom half is where I'm like, uh... I, I think that and, and this you would be amazed how often this happens with action figures, especially action figure reveals when they're showing off the first prototypes or whatever. It's almost like the people that work for the toy companies that take the pictures are not photographers <laughs> and they may not be. They may just be like marketing or media people. But so often the first pictures we see of any action figure line they're in these weird poses or the lighting is bad or they're not. It's, it's so strange. Yeah. Because uh, it, it, it's just, his legs look weird. Um, the way that they're, you know, he, the way that there's, they're, they're, 
posed or whatever. He's he's like reverse bow legged, and it looks like he's got good childbirth and hips. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you know that if you look at the other figures, you can see they have the same articulation, but they're just their stance is different. So I think it's just what they did with Khan. But the you know as far as his hands goes, the glove, the sort of. the watch sort of band that he has like all that stuff like the detail on this is really great um especially for the price point i mean i know we haven't talked about price yet but i was thinking oh my god these are going to be like 20 30 figures right. or whatever and i'm really happy that you know at least uh, um, when you go to as you said um uh the uh the site entertainment earth these are really like reasonable they're like six this is uh they got this for 15.99 for these figures and i'm like that's that seems like too reasonable really well, like and and here's the thing that we have to consider that that does give this scale an advantage it does allow that lower price point and entertainment earth is usually a little bit more expensive so mm. these may be you know 14.99 retail they're not going to be yeah. a whole lot less but 15 bucks is a really nice price point for an, for a collector oriented action figure right now and they haven't even shown the accessories yet. And and even so, like, well, and the packaging. Um, yes. The, the uh, $15 price point, and more importantly, is not only reasonable for a collector, it's reasonable for a casual person. Yes. Like, you know. This I mean, con is going to fly off the pegs or shelves or internet or whatever. Yes. Yes, I believe so. I believe all these figures will, except for maybe Riker. Um, what? Uh, <laughs> well, no. Riker will because... The only Playmates, well, first of all, Playmates never did great versions of these uniforms. I think these are the post-season three uniforms. Um, and every Riker they made had a really weird stance. Uh, and I think we even talked about it on the episode that he looks like he's about to do the Riker sit. Yeah, yeah. And uh, this yeah, you one... You say weird stance, but I'm like, that's accurate. <laughs> <laughs> but th- these figures actually have hip articulation that allows them to just stand upright normally. Yeah. I look, I meant no disrespect to to Riker as a character or even as this figure. I mean, the uh we haven't even gotten to the Federation figures yet, but but uh I think it looks sharp. I think they look I think it looks pretty good. It's a great likeness. Um it's the bearded one, so it's not like, you know, first season one, it's not right. season one Riker. Um, and, uh, you know, it's definitely next generation Riker. This is before, you know, prior to, it's, this is not the Riker we see in Picard or later on commanding a starship or whatever, um, like from the movies. So it's a, it's a classic, what you think of when you think of next generation outfit. But like I said, Riker's not, uh, you know, like I would say for, in my mind anyway, I just found it weird, odd that he was selected as a, as a as a first waiver really yeah i mean i you know if you're gonna pick you know if you're gonna pick three from uh the original series so you've got kirk and spock those are no-brainers you have the best villain maybe the best villain of the whole in star trek right the whole franchise is khan so that's a no-brainer uh and then you go with then with next generation you're like oh, who are the three we're going to pick well obviously kirk i mean obviously picard and data that's a no-brainer for the next one 
I'm not thinking Riker. He's not in my top 10. Sorry. Uh, wow. Like you, you, go with a, you go with a bad guy. You go with an alien race. You go with something okay. else that's, yeah. a little, that's a little bit like cooler, you know? Okay. I I would, and I, and I really wonder, I'd love to hear from the listeners. Hit us up uh, at Needless Things Podcast on Twitter. I'd really like to hear people's opinions on this because I feel like Riker would be a very common choice, very popular choice. I would have gone Picard, Riker, and a Borg, or Q, or well, no, I I would have put an interesting looking alien in there to really make this line. Yeah, if stand you're going to stick with the, if you're going to stick with the crew, go with Worf. You know, yeah, like, yeah Worf would be great. Yeah, Worf is a and you know Worf is one that went on. He's he went on two shows. You know, series yeah, on yeah. Space Nine as well. So you got that covered. Like I think, matter of fact, I would even. You're right. I would have done Picard, Riker, and Deep Space Nine Worf mm. because then you can go back for Next Generation Worf later on, but you can show, hey, we're representing everything here. Yeah, I think, but yeah, I think a, having a Klingon is kind of important as well. I mean, that yeah. nothing says Star Trek like Klingons. So um, I, I would, I'm just surprised that Riker is a choice here. I would have rather seen a Klingon uh, personally. Yeah, you, you've got a good point. It would be nice because that's one of the most common complaints about all of the Star Wars lines now is we don't see a lot of interesting aliens or droids. Uh, it's a lot of humans, a lot of troopers, and that's it. And that was one of the magical things about Star Wars when we were kids was all of those crazy alien figures that were in the movie for like a second in the cantina. I mean, figures of those. And yeah, Star but, Trek has the opportunity, Playmates has the opportunity with Star Trek to really get some awesome aliens out there and honestly fill a void in the market right now. And as a kid, I mean, I was always attracted to the ones that were alien looking. And well, I they're more toyetic. To, yeah, I think so. And I, uh, that's a word. I like it. Um, it is a word. <laughs> because it's, yeah, it, they're, I used to play with those all the time and, and, you know, you, you would have ventures. I think that's one of the reasons why Boba Fett became as huge as he did, because yes. you know, he just started off as a little toy that everybody that captured, he's cool looking and just captured the imagination of all of us. And now finally, like decades later, you know, one of those kids that was playing with him as a toy has made him into a show. Now, finally, decades later, he's just a dude. <laughs> he's just a dude. That's a, that's a man. Thank you for showing me that picture of, uh, Boba Fett without his uh, helmet on, because I was asking someone the other day if they ever made one of those. Um, yes, I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't aware. I figured at some point there was a Boba Fett without like I was thinking uh, younger Boba Fett. Uh, there right. Must be a right. Figure which which well. they did as well. They did. Okay. They did. They've done a Daniel Logan, but they also did um, a Timur Morris. Uh, well, it's it's weird. It's a vintage collection Empire Strikes Back Boba Fett, but it had a removable helmet with Timur Morrison's likeness under it. Ah, uh, gotcha. Um, and that, so that, yeah, and that was at least a decade ago, I think so that it, it has been done and they have used his likeness. It's consistent. I, I, we, we can't get into Boba Fett right now. We got to no, keep no, talking no, no, about no. Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, um, so let's, uh, yeah. So looking at, since we're on the subject of the next generation, I'm looking at Picard now, uh, he looks great again, a great likeness, uh, in the face. I uh, love the expressiveness in not all of the faces, but some of the faces, the eyes, 
Let me tell yes. you, the eyes uh, are tricky to get on a lot of the, a lot of figures in general. I find, and the ones that I'm looking at here, the eyes are are great. Um, uh, and I'm glad they decided to go with. I think it's a third season uniforms. I, I so believe the, so. You've got the actual like two piece, right? Instead right. of the, instead of just the one jumpsuit uh, outfit. So I like I like the choice there. Um, and uh, yeah, I think they look great. I, it's not a question of like, yeah, I, I'm, I question the size of them um, more than I do the likeness. Cause I think the likeness is, is beautiful. And I would have, I would have liked to be honest with you. I would have liked him to be uh, just another inch higher, six inches. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, well, I don't know. I'm torn because I wouldn't want the, cause these are, I don't want to say simplified because they look very nice. But they are not, like I said, that photo real black series style or, or the yeah. MCU Marvel Legends. They're not that. No. So I don't think close, I, but I don't think this style would look as good in <laughs> in six inches. And they wouldn't I think if cheap. you if you magnified these details, they wouldn't look as sharp. They wouldn't look as nice. So I, I, I don't I'm kind of happy with this form factor. You're, you're probably right about that. You're, you're um, probably right. If I if I did get a six inch con that was uh, in the same sort of style, everything the same as what I'm seeing here, and I did put him next to the Thrawn, he would look kind of junky. Well, you would you would have <laughs> you would have something like what I was talking about on the episode last week. Um, those Cobra Kai figures that Playmates did that are a larger scale but have this level of detail and don't look great as a result. I think this smaller stature does these well. Now let's let me break down the articulation as best I can from these pictures because I've been going through everybody because you can't tell from any one figure exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like we've got a ball joint at the top of the neck. Um, you've got hinge and swivel shoulders that are are very nicely concealed. There's not a big ugly joint at the top on any of them. Uh, the elbows have a hinge and then a swivel at the top of the elbow and then the wrists it look like are just swivels uh i would imagine there's a swivel at the waist but these are so clean i can't completely tell uh and then the hips have again a hinged swivel but they have that uh the crotch joint very similar to super sevens ultimates that has a much better range than the original cut joints on the uh, playmate Star Trek figures. And then the knee joints, again, you've got the hinge with the swivel at the top. Uh, and then I am seeing it. T- it took me getting to data to see it because you can't really see the ankles too well on any of them. Uh, but the ankles have what looks like what I refer to as a modern ankle joint, which is a hinged peg. And the foot is on a swivel at the end of the peg. So you actually have lateral movement with the feet it's not just the up and down it's also the side to side because it's it's on a little peg that's what it looks like on data's his his ankles are giving me the best look here i'm i've never before checked out brent spiner's ankles i don't that's not my thing that's not one of my kinks but i'm into it tonight well, and uh, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I was looking at that too, and they do say there's 14 points, and so it makes sense. Each one of those is what 
you yeah you mentioned all of them so and the, and they've maximized each one it seems like while maintaining a nice profile and that's one of my gripes with modern action figures is some of them in my opinion and it's all personal taste in my opinion some of them have too much articulation and it takes away from an actual nice looking character and i think these have have kind of hit the best of both worlds huh. Nice reference. Yeah, um, you like that? Yeah, I do. <laughs> uh, I, um, I think um, it's funny you mentioned the data figure uh, because I think maybe that's my least favorite. He looks twelve. Them. Yeah, he looks like a yeah. He's got a sort of uh, dare I say girlish face, uh, boyish face. But um, it doesn't. It doesn't not look like data. It's no, just no, no, a little weird and. The thing we have to keep in mind, we don't know what these are. We don't know if these are prototypes. We don't know if these are finished product. Um, it's true. So until, again, until we have them in hand, which, by the way, you'll be able to find reviews of all of these on the Needless Things YouTube channel as soon as they are available. Uh, until we have them in hand, we don't know for sure how sharp some of these details will be, how accurate these pictures are. Like we said, they haven't even showed the accessories yet. Now, my hope for the accessories is that we get phasers that are not attached to giant pink phaser beams like the old Playmates <laughs> ones. Uh, but I mean, I think you can count on, since they are basing this on the nostalgia for that 90s line, I think we can probably count on a pretty decent selection of accessories to come with these as well. Because if you remember, the end, they got to be more detailed. Because if you remember the Playmates figures, like Riker would come with, <laughs> it, they were all blue. They're all it blue. was like a blue phaser, a blue uh, tricorder, a, blue. a blue egg, a bl like all of them. And I would imagine these are going to have to have more deco or at least be more realistic colors because yeah. that was, you know, that was again influenced by the Ninja Turtles success and the fact that their accessories were all kind of that uniform, uh, you know, a little more toyetic. It, it was at the time, but now I think collectors are going to want more realistic looking phasers and tricorders and what have you. Yeah. You know, it's easy for me to, you know, look at the, uh, the con figure and the face is so well sculpted um, as is just his, his torso that uh, I don't find that uh, the rest of the line is as sculpted as or as detailed as uh, that one is. So you're right. I don't know what it's gonna when it's gonna look like. Uh, as far as um, uh, sorry, I'm looking at. Uh, I guess it's uh, Saru from Discovery. I'm not really familiar with that series as much, but uh, he looks. Uh, his feet look odd. I don't know if that's a stand that he's on it, or something. It's but... what he. It's what his feet look like. I had to look that up. Oh wow. Okay. He has wild feet like that gotcha it's okay. it's it's a his species it's their form yeah i because i noticed that too and i was like did they just do a bad job of removing the background from this yes. image but then i looked it's it up exactly what i thought and that's that's what his feet look like so uh um, and he looks great like we were talking about needing weird aliens yeah yeah he's a great example like i don't i haven't gone back to discovery since we watched that first episode I, and I intend to, I, I really do want to check it out and give it a, give it a chance, but this guy is, I mean, this is a great looking figure. You talk about toyetic. 
this these big blue eyes, this alien look. He's tall. He's lanky. This is, you know, it's not a character I'm super familiar with, but it's one of the coolest figures in the line so far. Yes, I agree. And it even makes me more surprised that they went with Riker. Instead of a think more people like Riker than than your no no I'm not I am like I'm a a Jonathan Frakes fan I like Riker a lot I I feel like in a lot of ways he was uh, underutilized in in the series in some ways I'm a big fan of his but yeah I just uh, question you know his inclusion here but um, that's fine you know number one is in the is in the first line in the first wave so in some ways that makes a lot of sense and as of now we have no idea what playmates has in store as far as we know these hit in july and then we've got two more waves before the end of the year there's no telling how much they've already invested into this and what their plans are so because if you think about it we're still three weeks away or four weeks no we're still four weeks away from when toy fair would have been all right so this could just be a little taste there could there could be a whole big plan coming just in the next four to six weeks. And I'm not saying there is, but it's a possibility because I can't imagine Playmates Toys showing up to Toy Fair with just this. And I'm not saying this isn't impressive, but for a Toy Fair presentation, this is relatively minimal, especially for something as big and special as relaunching one of the great toy franchises. The uh, press release that I saw said that uh, it says the first wave in the Star Trek universe collection will be available online in July and in stores this fall. Additional figures and accessories scheduled for release in early 2023 will be announced later this year. Okay. Okay. So exactly when, you know, who knows, but there are the, the, the point is there's more to come. Uh, they are. Uh, yeah. They're not just going to be like, let's see how these do and wait. No, no, they're uh so I would imagine the second, third wave, we're going to see. If we don't see a Klingon in that second wave, I'm like, what are you doing? This is Star Trek, right? <laughs> and Well, and with the continuing supply chain issues, it's possible that sure. they didn't want to get too far ahead of themselves. Uh, and, and, you know, we could see maybe they're saving more. I think San Diego Comic-Con has already been canceled. Or has uh, it? I don't. I don't know. Has it not? I don't know. But, sure. but that that may be the plan. Okay, Toy Fair is a bust. We'll save everything for Comic Con now, that, and then see what happens there. Let me before we uh, sort of talk about the um, the other things. Uh, do you think the who are these toys for? Okay, any toy that is going to make it to the likes of Target and Walmart is for children. Okay. No and matter by what children you mean like no no matter what anybody tells you, toy lines that are going to be mass market have to be something that kids are interested in and that mom and uncle Bob will be like, oh, Junior would like this and buy. That's why there's so many Batmans in any Batman line. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. why, you know, at the you look at the DC multiverse line, you're like, oh, those are pretty fancy. Those must be for collectors. Well, sure, they have collectors in mind. I'm not saying they don't plan for collectors, but kids have to be buying this stuff, too. And when I say kids, I mean basically like 12 and under. People who have birthday parties that their friends come to. Yep. 
Uh, and then the hope is that you hook those kids in and then they turn into older collectors who use their disposable income on dumb things for the rest of their lives. Yes. Like me. Like us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, yeah, like us. You've, uh-huh. I've, I, uh, you, you can see my background and I can see your background. <laughs> exactly. Um, I will tell you that as much as I, I sort of like what they're doing uh, overall with the, the figures themselves, uh, I'm interested in the con figure. I don't see myself buying any of the others. Really? Not even the Wrath of Khan, Kirk, and Spock? Because to me, that's showing a commitment of we're starting Wrath of Khan. We understand how important it is. And hopefully they'll get through the crew like I was talking about. So you don't you don't see yourself walking into Target and being like, oh, look, they've got Khan and Kirk and Spock. And just being like, you know what? I got to get all three. Uh, no. And I'll tell you why, because, uh, you just hurt my toy collector heart. I I'm sorry. I mean, it takes all kinds, but from as far as me go, I go right now. And I'm a lot now Migos are a whole other thing. Mike Gordon, as as far as you know, because I'm a lot more of a casual or, you know, limited toy guy than you. So, um, uh, so I'm looking at these figures and I'm thinking, all right, well, I want, like I said, I want a figure that I can display, put on my, um, uh, shelf uh, put on my uh, desk, you know, whatever. Um, look at and all that. I'm breaking him out of the packaging, you know. Uh, oh, of course, he's, he's Roman free, um, and and that like just like my Thrawn figure is here. These are not detailed enough for me to like be satisfied with having them on on my shelf in that way. Uh, they're great for kids to play with, I think, uh, much like the playmates were you know, in the original line. Yeah. Um, Cause they definitely represent who they're supposed to, but as far as, you know, really detail, like I would pay, I would pay twice as much for a figure, twi- uh, like a, an inch taller and, and a little bit more detailed. Uh, yeah. And I, I, I see what you're saying because th- not everybody is a lunatic like me <laughs> that enjoys everything from a five point of articulation gi points of articulation gi joe figure right. to a, a a sideshow grand admiral thrawn yeah if if these you're are, these are a little bit bit better than reaction figures but they're like they're in the middle between reaction and I, and, and and like black series and you're right you've you've got a really good point because i mean it Yes, what I said about being sold to kids holds true, but you do have to hook in the Star Trek fan base. And you're right. These are not what modern adult toy collectors look at as uh, the equal to the market right now. Yeah, they're not they're not black series. I mean, we keep saying that. I mean, that is, you know, to my in my mind, that's the easiest way to put it. Like that's the yeah. sort of best oh. of, of what you can get for that price range. I mean, well, it's it's know, the closest parallel to to yeah. what we were expecting. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So so I, you know, I, I'd be curious to see how well they do. I mean, do the, the Star Trek isn't making a lot of shows for kids these days. Right. Uh, I don't think Discovery is for kids. Um, and I'm just, you know, and the others are, you know, decades old. And I just, you know, sort of wonder what, 
how these are going to do. Now, you know, like you said, if you're in the toy aisle and Uncle Frank's like, oh, he likes, I remember Star Trek. I'm going to get my nephew one of those. I can see that happening. Um, I can see, you know, someone going, oh, I, you know, that guy at work reminds me of Spock. I'm going to give him a you know, figure for his birthday, whatever, like, so he can have on his desk, you know, at work or something like that. I can see that happening. But as far as what I'm looking for, as far as what right. I'm looking for, something to have on the shelf that makes me go, oh, that's just a great look at like that reminds me. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. Character. Um, the con is really close. Like, I am going to be really scoping out this. I'm, I'm really in favor of the con. Uh, figure here but the rest of them they're they're just not as detailed as i would like i i guess what they've done is banked on star trek fans honestly probably even younger than me but certainly my age and younger who grew up with that original line and they're banking more on the nostalgia for that line than they are on people who want like a really nice con, which yeah. is an interesting choice to have made because, you know, again, to go back to, we've, we've said it over and over again, but it just seemed like such a no brainer that they would go that one twelfth scale hyper detailed route. However, here's what goes against that is that we've had lines that have done that and they have not been overwhelmingly successful. And to tell the truth, as a collector, I have a little bit of a sour taste in my mouth from that scale of Star Trek toys mm. because of the, the difficulty in finding them, the inconsistency of the, the quality and the look. So this, to me, as somebody who has collected Star Trek toys for 30 years, this to me is is honestly a breath of fresh air and earnestness i think <laughs> I, because I, I know playmates is behind this yes well i don't disagree with that i mean they have and especially with their history of the franchise and everything like that um i think a lot like some folks i've already seen uh have been complaining because it's not compatible with the old classic play uh playmates figures um and 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 then you've got people like me that are not happy with that, that, that they're not detailed enough. Um, and, uh, you know, I think in my mind, if if Playmates was to announce and they could still do this, this is not out of the realm of possibilities. Right. As things go, they could still to kind of do this. But if they announced kind of like a, you know, a, a you know, a black series like type line that was was going to do that with select characters. I think that would be the line that Star Trek fans all across the world have been wanting forever. Well, and that's what I said a little while ago is that that's still a possibility. We it have is. all of these different scales of GI Joe masters of the universe uh, that are, that are in stores coexisting right now. So this could be the launch. And for all we know, they have plans because even back in the day, we again, we talked about it last week. Listeners, if you didn't listen to last week's episode of the Needless Things podcast, go back and listen to it for goodness sake. Uh, we talked about it last week that even Playmates did the 4.5 or 5 or whatever inch figures. They did the 9-inch figures. They did 12-inch figures. They, I mean, they did everything. All kinds of different styles. They did the they did like a line of statue type things as well. 
So it's not outside of the realm of possibility that they could expand on this. But I think as far as launching something, uh, this, this, this makes me feel good. It's not what I expected and maybe isn't even quite what I wanted, but I look at it and I see something that is, they succeeded at what they were trying to do, which if they had done six inch figures that look like this, I wouldn't feel good about that. If they had done, if they had done hyper detailed figures that were five inches, I wouldn't feel good about that. So I think they've found kind of a middle ground here. And again, I don't think we can put enough emphasis on the fact that this keeps that price point lower than any other line like this that's on the market. And that is very important. The price range is, 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 is because even, even if these are going to be 1599 everywhere, well, guess what? All of the other lines that are, you know, adult collector lines, whatever you want to call them, mass market lines, uh, G.I. Joe Classified, Marvel Legends, Masters Universe, those are all $22.99 now, probably on their way to $24.99. That's that's a solid, you can buy, you know, essentially you can get two of these guys for one of those guys. I realize that math does not work, (laughs) but but when you're looking, when you're an insane... When you're an insane toy person and you're looking at value in your brain, it makes perfect sense. Yes. For some reason that your brain's like, I could get two figures for that. Yes. (laughs) Even though that's not how that's not right at all. (laughs) Well, I would, well, no, this is how it works. I would rather spend 30 bucks and get two figures than spend 25 bucks and get one figure. That's, I mean, that's how that math works. Right. Right. I mean, everything else being equal it depends on the figure but yes i get yeah i i understand your point as well so yeah very interesting uh, you know we got eight figures in, in the first line um and uh you know i i can't help but notice too for a uh, franchise that of course celebrates you know diversity uh not very diverse in terms of the, yeah uh, <laughs> and that's that's my one issue we've we've barely talked about michael burnham but that's only because neither one of us is a huge discovery fan as of yet yeah, um, I, I certainly don't mean her any slight. Her figure, no, no, of course not, is not great. Uh, I, you know, as far I, as the face, go- I mean, it's simple. Um, and get, but it's like, it's like, man, can they still not do like hair? You know, like it just seems like it's painted rather than uh, actual hair. Yeah, uh, I can't quite figure out what's going on with her hairstyle, but it's because we only have this one angle, really on the figure so you you can't quite tell what's up um i i think the portrait is pretty solid um i i love the detailing on the suit uh if you notice it has all of the uh the side panels have all of the little uh starfleet logos just like the actual uniform has uh i like the, the boots it's a nice metallic paint job. The boots are unique. They've got the clasps uh, yeah, on the see, inside right there. That's and probably like the best looking feet of any of the figures. They've even got the soles. If you notice the paint and the sculpt on the soles of the yep. boots. Yep. So like, yeah, that's what I was thinking. It, it's she's, she's a nice looking figure. It's just, I don't have any real attachment to that character as of yet, but same. you're right. Uh, yeah. A little more. <laughs> 
that's what I'm saying. Like, throw in a Klingon. I, I'm yeah. shocked that there's not a Klingon in the first wave because uh, nothing says Star Trek like Klingons to me. But but that's, you know, I'm not going to. I'm going to have to agree with you. They should have thrown Worf in instead of Riker because Data, Android, that's something different. That's something interesting. And who knows what kind of. What if he comes with like an alternate head with the little panel that opens up or like. That's not gonna like happen. you know that's not gonna happen. I you don't we don't know because we don't know what the accessories are gonna be. True that. Um you're you're right. Worf would have been better than Riker. Yeah, absolutely. True. So we've got uh as you said, we've got eight figures, but we also have a role play item and a starship. Let's talk about the role play item first, because I think we're gonna have more to say about the, the starship. Uh the role play item, if if they're smart. This is the exact same tooling they used for the old Playmates phaser because those were so good, they used them on the show. Right. <laughs> they used the, uh, on the, uh, what is the episode where Cisco goes back to the original series era? Uh, Trials and Tribulations. They used the Playmates phasers on the show because they looked so good. Now I'm looking at this now and that does not appear to be the case because if you look at the, uh, the grip on it, I believe it's a little bit different, but it still looks pretty darn good. It looks like the smaller mini phaser is detachable. Yeah. That's uh that's something I'm interested in as well. Um, yeah, I, I like it. It's not an exact replica by any means. Um, 30 bucks, 29 99. Mm. Oh, I think it's a good price, dude. If you look at like well, pop replicas it, and stuff, yeah, 30 bucks for with, for with lights and sounds provided that the sounds are like exact. I think they will be. There's no, there's, there's no excuse for them not to be. Then, then that does make a big difference because what it lacks in maybe the look, um, and it doesn't lack a lot, but it's just enough that I'm like, okay, I know it's not from you know you're not i'm not gonna mistake this from one that's on the show that's i i would go so far as to say with modern technology there's no reason this shouldn't sound exactly like because the one from the 90s sounded pretty darn good well yeah this one with sound chips now yeah yeah this yeah you're right this should sound and if and if that does detach uh to to have like an old style i, I, as well, I gotta think it does then that's you know this these phasers these are classic series thank you for thank them for doing this one instead of like because there's there's been so many since then and uh i i, I own I, i'll tell you right now i own one of the 2009 phasers <laughs> i bought it uh, oh the flip one yeah Oh yeah, yeah. Because uh. it's a fun toy. It's a, I hate the design, <laughs> but it's a fun toy. But I will say, like, and and the phaser has evolved. Like over the like next generation had different fa- like they in the movies they had different phasers, et cetera, et cetera. But this to me, and maybe it's just because I'm old and I'm an original, you know, Trek guy. But this is the best phaser, and yeah. uh, and and I this is the phaser that I think people think of when they think of Star Trek. Uh, this is what it looks like. And um, I, I'm I'm really happy with this overall. I I would think, even if somebody wasn't necessarily a Star Trek fan, I would think this would be on most people's top ten list of like toy replicas or or toy guns or whatever. 
I, I really do. Especially if you're if you're getting specific enough to say, you know, that that Playmates one from the '90s, I think most people would be like, "Oh yeah, that's one of the best toy guns ever made." So yeah. I, I I think for this, uh, this is exciting to see again, and I think thirty bucks, I think it's a great price if you compare it to other things on the market for a licensed light up electronic sound making weapon. That price is right. The only the only other concern I have is, you know, and I, I, you know, I have to what it what it looks like in my hand, because if it's made for like kid hands <laughs> or it's made for adult hands, you know, there's a difference there. The, like the, a- ori- the 90s one was was made to scale for the show. And I can't think why they wouldn't do this the same way. I I'm guessing they would too, but, um, and look, I think with, you know, if you're, if you're like, if you're mind to do so, I think just a little bit of custom paint, you could make this look exactly like one of the, Oh, absolutely. Which granted I, I, I don't factor into things like that. And if I did, I would be buying that Ambin rifle and the Boba Fett gun, but, (laughs) uh, but for 30 bucks, a little custom work, is a little more reasonable proposition. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah. And that's uh, compared, compared to that. Look at that $110 Boba Fett gun. That isn't even the right colors. Yeah. That's great. Why is this, this you can produce in the correct colors, but Boba Fett's preposterous gun that never existed in any form (laughs) has to be green and orange. Anyway, why do we keep talking about Boba Fett? It's because I love Boba Fett, Mike Gordon. Uh, Who doesn't? Um, so, oh, and you're totally right. His armor is like the only reason any of us do love him, right. uh, or at least it did when we were younger. Uh, all right. So the the phaser, I think, is a, a great price. Uh, again, until we have it in hand, we don't know how great it really is, but I'm excited for it. Uh, even though I've got one of the Playmates ones, I'm still excited to get a, a new version just to see. Yeah, absolutely. This is a phaser that I would love to. I don't. <laughs> Uh, believe it or not, I don't own a phaser. I had one when I was a kid. I don't have one. I haven't had one in, in decades. Now, when you were um, a kid, though, a Star Trek phaser was literally just a Ruger with a Star Trek sticker on it. <laughs> That's not entirely true. The one I remember having was the one I remember having was all like was like the all all black plastic. So there was no different okay. tones or gray or so. And, and here, time, here's how of, much here's how much the Internet has changed us is when because i remember when i was a kid i had like star wars blasters and things like that i had no idea that that they there were more than one color in any of those things if you showed me a star trek phaser i would have been like yeah all black is correct it's isn't it weird how much of this we know now yeah well i mean thanks to you know now we've got hd so we can look hd and, and anytime you want you can just pick your phone up and go Star Trek phaser and get a you know, picture of the original prop. Whereas when we were kids, like you, you, all you could do is try to catch it on TV and, and, and you couldn't pause it. No, you couldn't do anything. All you had to do is hope you could get a good enough look at it to know what it looked like. That was it. It maybe maybe star log every once in a while would have like the props of Star Trek. And that's, that's all we got. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so let's, if you're serious, like, you know, if you show up at Dragon Con and under serious costume rules, why, you know, I don't, you're going to have to work on the phaser a little bit. Yeah. But yeah. For, for anybody else, it's fine. 
It's great, actually. Well, and for so. and that's the thing for thirty bucks, it's pretty darn good. And I'm I'm glad to see they included it with this first wave. That means that they are committed to doing more uh, role play type toys. Yes, uh, which I think was a we talked about it last week. But it's definitely a big thing of their original lineup. Well, that was uh, one of the cool things is that they did the starships, they did the role play items, they did the figures, they did the play sets. Like it really was an all encompassing line. Yeah. Yeah, they, exactly. They weren't just doing figures. They weren't just doing one thing. They were doing like, this is the Star Trek toy line. If you want Star Trek toys, you come to Playmates. There's nobody else, right? Like we're doing everything. And, and they did a great job on all of those too. I mean, the, the ships and the role-playing devices all looked really good and were very playable. Well, I would say those were the highlights of the line. The, yeah, those, gonna... those were higher quality than the figures themselves. And to reiterate something that we said last week, that's another benefit of this scale is if they want to do interactive stuff like the shuttlecraft or play sets, much more reasonable to do it for this scale than for six inch scale. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. No, no question. About that. So let's talk about this enterprise uh, because I, I have a feeling you're going to be much better at sort of spot checking an enterprise than I am. <laughs> uh, I have seen online. Some people are not super satisfied with this. Tell me about this Enterprise toy and how you feel about it. My first thought uh, for $50 was that, ooh, this is the weak link of this first wave. It, it's um, a little too toy looking, isn't it? That's it. Yes, that's what I was thinking. Because that's the one thing about the original ships that they did, at uh, Playmates did, was that they were great replicas, but they were also great toys. Yes. So um, there was that wonderful mix. This seems more leaning towards the toy side than the replica side. Um, it is. It, it Now, I haven't seen any pictures of them without the graphic enhancement of what right, the, right. it looks like lighted up. So um, so it's hard for me to tell exactly like what the, this, that's going to look like. But uh, I could have done without that. They didn't. I mean, I get I guess I get it. But, you know. Well, um, I think for the purposes of putting this line over, it is important to give a visual cue that it lights up. Yes, yes, absolutely. I, I get it. It's I, a marketing. I, it's thing. a fee. Right, right. I get it. But for like, for me, I'm like, I'd rather see that without that. But at least. Well, give, give me both. Show me what yes, it looks like exactly. without that business. And exactly. then that, you know, even if this is the primary picture, let me also see it just how it's going to look. But my, my initial judgment was. Because the you know I gushed last week about those diamond select ships, and as as fantastic as they are, and as much as they look like little props, the Playmate ships weren't that far off of that. But this seems a, a little more, a, a, well, a good bit more toy to me. Definitely, I don't see you know collectors putting this on their desk or on a shelf or right in right. the office because it just looks like a toy um it looks it, it it's representative of the original enterprise so they are going they're going with the first version of the enterprise they're going with the earliest ship um but um you know it, there's something and it's probably you know i'd probably have to look but as far as the picture goes you know it looks like it looks like the saucer section and the the nacelles are a little bit off scale like in terms the nacelles look particularly yes. long. They the, they the look ex looks a little small, but um yeah, the proportions don't seem quite right. Everything seems a little soft. And I think that was one of the things that I loved so much about 
the original Playmates mm-hmm. ones and the DST ones is all of the detailing, all of the lines were very, very, very sharp and angular. And it it almost looked like you could put it in front of a star field and like it would look like the opening of the show. Like they looked <laughs> right. that good. And also this one has kind of that shiny toy plastic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I can't blame them for that. You know, I mean, that I... It is, they, as you said, they are toys. This is going to be in the toy aisle. It's it's fifty dollars, which seems uh, almost but I, I could be the old man in me well uh, it's 18 inches which is pretty big um okay. that is that's actually that's that's 18 inches right there that's a good size starship it's about the same size as the dst ones and in the current market 50 bucks lights sounds that size that's really not unreasonable. Yeah, uh, it's, you know, I, I might be, I'm not as thrilled by this as I was like when I saw the, um, like the, when they, when they did their original line of, of, of vehicles and everything, when I saw the D space nine, I was like, I have to have that. Yeah. 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 Up, and it was beautiful. You know, I I'm not as like in love with this and, and that's saying something because I believe that the Enterprise, the original NC-1701 Enterprise, is the best-looking starship I have ever seen in my entire life. So I will put that up against any any starship that's out there. Now, obviously, that's a completely subjective view, but it's my view. So, um, and no, and, I and look, I and I would love to have one of these on my shelf, but not this one. Well, like, I would love to have an Enterprise on my shelf. I do have an Enterprise on my shelf, but I I don't. This one doesn't interest me. Well, the Diamond Select Toys is is the one to get, period. End of story. Um, let's, I'll tell you what, let me do this real quick. I'm going to Google um, some pictures because I'm really curious about these proportions because you're right. They do seem off to me. Oh yeah, my gosh! If you Google Enterprise NCC one seven zero one, just do an image image search, and the none of these pictures are quite this angle, right? But well, mm, <coughs> excuse me. Gosh, I, maybe it's more correct than I was thinking it is. Well, it is. Yeah, that's the thing. It is. I mean, the 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 Enterprise, the original Enterprise, is a weird looking ship in the in the sense that you know it depends on where the camera angle hits. Yeah, it yeah. That. It's like it look it can look completely different. Like if you shot it from underneath, the saucer section looks huge. Um, you know, it. So I, I'm I'm taking it at face value that the dimensions are pretty accurate. Um, uh, yeah, and I'm I'm looking now, and there are some pictures where the, because in my brain the nacelles is that yep. the correct pronunciation? It is. Yep. Are not as long as they are on this toy, and yet, but <laughs> looking at some of these images from yeah. the show, they do look that long. Yeah. So, and the, you know what? We've had this conversation on tons of toy episodes of the Needless Things podcast, where our brains do this weird thing where they create this amalgamation of what we've taken in over the years 
and they're not actually accurate. Uh, yeah. and, and the, the, to me, the prime so example weird. of this is Bruce Campbell action figures. Because if you look at Bruce Campbell action figures from Evil Dead or Evil Dead 2, they never look right until you go and look at pictures from Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2, and they're, they are right. It's just that your brain <laughs> has this distorted image of Bruce Campbell because we've been watching him for the last 40 years. So our brain does not produce an accurate mental picture of a young Bruce Campbell. And I think that's, you know, again, until we have this in hand, we won't know for sure. No. But my brain does not conjure up the images that I'm looking at here of the Enterprise. It's right. a little bit different based on toys that I've had, different angles from the show. The heck, the the difference just between the show and the motion picture and the, like, when I think of the enterprise, I'm not thinking necessarily of the correct image and proportions because my brain's just kind of jumbling it all together. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it is, it is kind of, it is one of those weird things now, you know, for someone who's younger, who has only seen a little bit of star Trek, maybe, and this is a toy that they can play with. Uh, sure. This, you know, it's fine. It's, it's not that out of whack and it's pretty like some of the details on this are pretty good. Um, it, you know that it's it, it's kind of interesting what details they like really paid attention to and what's ones they just said nah not not, not this time but um <laughs> i think the fact that it lights up and the sounds uh, are obviously cool multiple sounds of course um i am you know it says it's got phrases from uh the original series as well i'm not a fan of that i don't know if that's necessary and 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 I hope it's not one of those like one button and it's just random or one button and it's in some sort of order. Like it should be a different button for like a different button for every single uh, sound. Hopefully like, so if, I, if, I, if I want to fire the torpedoes, I want to be able to press that button and hear torpedoes. If I want well, to fire okay. Phasers. But that's tricky because how many buttons do you want on this thing? Where do you put them? How do you conceal them in the sculpt? Um. But hopefully they took some lessons from uh, Hasbro's Big Millennium Falcon mm -hmm. that has distinct buttons for engine noises, battle noises. There are no phrases. I don't like vehicles that have talking. Right. I don't need that. I don't care for it. Uh, and Diamonds did that as well. And I'm not, I'm not a fan of that. All I need are the sounds that the vehicle makes. If, exactly I, want, what I, want. if I want you know let's slip the dogs of war i'll say it i don't need the vehicle to say yeah, it. i don't need that yeah i don't need the vehicle to talk for me but uh but but again until that we have this in hand we've played with it we've put batteries in it seen what it does uh you know we won't know for sure but again if you subscribe to the needless things youtube channel you will have all of that information as soon as it is possible so, uh, so looking at the entire line, cause that's everything, right? Yes. That um, is everything. I, I am interested in the con figure. I don't think I'm going to, uh, be purchasing any of these other items. Um, what about you? Are you all in or no, I, I am not. Well, okay. I say the <laughs> listeners know how I am. <laughs> my, my definites are anything star trek 2 
I, I will, as soon as they're available on bigbadtoystore.com, just because that's my preferred online retailer, I will pre-order all the Star Trek two stuff, the enterprise and the phaser just because the enterprise and the phaser are great toys. And we get so few great toys nowadays. Uh, you know, we don't, we don't get a lot of vehicles anymore. Um, especially with lights and sounds like this, uh, and prop replicas. You're like, I said, look at the star Wars stuff they're doing. They're like a hundred bucks. So 30 bucks for a star Trek phaser. I've got, I've got to check it out. Even though I've got the playmates one right over there, I got to check this out. So I, I will pre-order anything star Trek two and the phaser and the enterprise, uh, and a hundred percent. If I see them in stores on pegs, I'll grab the next generation figures because as much as I love those original playmates ones that I have, I've still got them. These updates that they just appeal to me. I like them. I want to, I want to get them out. I want to play with them. I want to check them out. But, but it's my, my priority list is what I just said that, that stuff. Uh, and I'm, I'm also dying to see some original series figures. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I will be very interested in, and it wouldn't surprise me a bit if one of their reveals is basically, as I said, a re-release of that set of the original crew on that bridge packaging. Wow. Uh, that, I mean, that would be fantastic. And I, if, if, so let's say, uh, it's the original crew. It's, uh, Spock, McCoy, Kirk, Chekhov, Sulu, Uhura, um, in a really nice window box, and they're all posed on the bridge. If you saw that in a store, would, would that in, in this style, would that tempt you? Um, it would tempt me. Yes. As as something that you could put on the shelf as is, like because this this is it's a you know it's not a plastic bridge it's all just cardboard but it's really nicely printed it has two levels it has the captain's chair with the front level and then it raises up a level and has the rest of the figures on top behind mm-hmm. the little the rail like it, it it's it's a fantastic looking set that you could you wouldn't feel the need to open this up you would just take this box, put it on the shelf and be like, this is my display. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. I, I, I think that would be a great, great thing. And you're right. You do have to go. I'm sorry, Mike Gordon. I've no, kept you too long. No, no, no. It's, it's been fine. It but, went so by so fast. I had no idea. Uh, yeah. I didn't even realize what time it was. Mike Gordon. Thank you for talking about Star Trek toys. Uh, we know we can find you on earth station one earth station who which you've got to go to record right now what are you guys talking about this week we are talking about uh we're doing a big finish uh we're doing the diaries of river song set uh some episodes of that uh it's been great uh so without new who we're filling the time of uh, with classic episodes as well as some of the stuff that big finish is doing so it's uh, it's we still got a lot to talk about. There's always something Doctor Who to talk about. So, and that's what's so great about our station. Who? Yeah, we miss you, man. My well, I w- it was <laughs> nice being back a little while ago, and hopefully, I'll be back again sooner than later. You are always invited, sir. Thank you so much for the invite for this, man. Live long and prosper.
you know, I forgot to mention, and it's kind of dumb, but whatever. Uh, I had, while I was talking to Mike Gordon recording this episode, I had my first adult beverage in over three weeks uh, because I have just, I haven't felt like drinking at all. Uh, and, and, you know, I don't drink a ton. I have, a, uh, when we record, I'll have an adult beverage probably a couple times a week. Uh, but <laughs> I just, hadn't been up to it just the thought of having a little bit of bourbon just had no had no appeal whatsoever uh so i had a little beverage and i had a good time it was great uh so that that's how much better i'm feeling it's it's once again it's bourbon time and i gotta say you guys uh, i tried a few different things and nothing beats elijah craig uh, all right so needless things youtube channel obviously i've been i've been pushing it hard for a while i i am so excited about what I've got going on over there. Uh, I just updated one of the little graphical elements of the videos. I'm pretty excited about that. I don't know why I didn't do, to, do it sooner. Uh, but again, it just takes time to put each little element and figure out how to do it when it's going to happen. Uh, Needless Things Facebook group. Go over there. Give us a join. Check out Audible Interlude, a G.I. Joe podcast. Yes, that, that will be next week. I misspoke. Uh... I misspoke in the intro. Next week is Audible Interlude. The week after that is going to be Love Songs, which is right before uh, Valentine's Day is, is why that's falling where it is. Uh, so there you go. And, and, and you see, it's, it's hard to keep track of all these things. At some point, we may get back to Audible Interlude being an extra and having weekly episodes of Needless Things. But for right now, this is still just the way my schedule needs to be. Uh, so you guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for sticking around. Look forward to needless things at a convention near you. I love you guys. You have been listening to a needless things podcast. You can follow needless things on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and at needless things, Love you. Mean it. Uh-huh.